Welcome to the Pro Wellness Podcast. I am Godwin Ebok, a nutritionist and a wellness guide. I am so excited that you're listening to this podcast. It will help you live fitter, healthier, and better. So, go ahead and share this with all your friends, your family, and everyone you care about. Hey guys, welcome to this episode. <laughs> we are the fifth episode already and I am so excited about this. I just want to take a moment to thank you for being a part of this journey. Yeah, I know we are just at five episodes, but I mean, it is so amazing. Yeah, I know I've got like a hundred more to go, but I really just want to thank you for listening and of course for putting in the work to better your health. So... Having said that, let's dive right into the gist for today, which will literally be a continuation from the last episode. I'm sure by now you know the drill. If you've not listened to the last episode, you should do that as it will provide better context for this one. Now, in the last episode, I touched on the four things you must consider and you must be conscious of in a bid to better your health. We examined the fact that for you to live healthier, there are things you must stop doing. I will be building on that by introducing you to a similar thought. If you desire a healthier body, there are things you must limit or seldom do. You may ask, what's the difference between that and what you talked about in the last episode? There is a big difference. Very big difference. There are things you don't necessarily need to stop doing. Instead, you just have to cut down on them, like cut down on how often you do them. It'll be better if you do them much less, but there's really no need to stop doing them altogether. Just chill, allow me to explain. There are certain foods, for example, that you don't have to eliminate from your diet, but which you will still need to consume sparingly. Say you want to lose weight, for example. There are some high-fat foods that you don't have to eat often. Eating them doesn't mean it will kill you the second you put it in your mouth, no. But it will definitely sabotage your weight loss goals if you take them often. I'll use avocados as an example. Now, avocados are fantastic foods. They are rich in B vitamins, vitamin C, E, K, minerals as well. Like, avocados are great. But they also contain a good deal of fat, particularly monounsaturated fat which is actually fantastic and good for you. But the thing is, fat, good, bad, ugly fat is still fat at the end of the day. And that means calories. And of course, I hope you know that fat contains more calories than proteins and carbs. So, essentially, by eating avocados often, you are sabotaging your weight loss effort. But does that mean you should quit avocados? Not necessarily. Hope you get my point. There are foods that may not be bad for you, but based on your health goals, they shouldn't be your best foods. Don't eat them every day. Hope you get my point. The same thing applies to your regular carbs, which are staples like rice, yam, and all the assorted swallows we have here. That's if you're Nigerian. Now, those foods are good. They are amazing. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. But if you're looking at weight loss, you know that you have to take them much less. Now, this is just a general example that applies to weight loss. Moreover, weight loss is a detailed conversation on its own. So this is just a generalization. Now, let's move on to another example. Um, Say red meat. Not just red meat, meat generally. (laughs) 
Did he just say Godwin don't go there? Uh, I don't have a choice. It is my job to tell you the truth, even if it is uncomfortable. Okay, so let's talk a bit about red meat. I just feel like shaking this table small. I know some of you cannot do without meat. Like, meat is the crowning part of your meal. It's like the reward for your labor. Like, what's the joy in eating without obstacles and blockades in your food? That's meat, of course, and fish. A friend of mine called it traffic. <laughs> Can you believe that? Okay, so a lot of people cannot eat without traffic in their food. They just want a situation where before they dig in, they have to clear the traffic before they can eat. That is good, but I just want to shake this table a bit. But I promise I won't break it. I'll dedicate a full episode to just meat or maybe a two or three part series. Believe me, after I'm done, you will not look at meat the same way again. But for today, let me just drop one or two things. First of all, by design, as human beings, we are more suited to consume plant-based foods and not meat. You know, back in school, we are taught that um, we are carnivores. Okay, rather that we have carnivores, herbivores, and omnivores. Yeah, I believe that's what it was called. And that we human beings are omnivores. That means we can eat both plants and animals. Well, what we were not taught, however, is that other species like chimpanzees, gorillas, monkeys that are also omnivores eat at least 95% plant foods. I think it's actually 98%. The little meat they eat isn't really meat. Tiny creatures like insects and the like not actually meat so we need to redefine what an omnivore is but yeah for argument's sake let's just assume that we are carnivores like most people suppose let's say you are a lion i'm sure you know that lions eat their meat raw right all carnivores do maybe except dogs because we've pretty much trained them to eat anything but all carnivores eat raw meat we're the only ones that cook our meat Hey, am I saying we should start eating raw meat? If you do that, Oyo is your case. By the way, if you're not um, Nigerian, Oyo is an acronym OYO, which means on your own. So if you go about eating raw meat, that's 100% your business. And that's weird and creepy. You should be jailed. So don't eat raw meat. Animals can do that because they have a digestive system that is capable of dealing with that. They digest raw meat easily and rotting flesh and nothing happens to them. The hydrochloric acid they have in their stomach is out of this world. I hope you remember your basic biology. Okay, I'm sure you do. So the hydrochloric acid we have in our own stomachs as human beings is child's play compared to what a hyena or a tiger has. Now I can go on and on about why we are better suited for a plant-based diet and how we are the only species on earth that drinks the milk of other species, cow milk, goat milk, and how that majority of people are actually lactose intolerant and can't stomach milk very well. But that's a gist for another day. All I can say is this, it is in your best interest to cut down on your intake of red meat and other animal products. Mind you, I am not saying you should stop, neither am I advocating for veganism. I am not a vegetarian or a vegan, even though I consider that to be great and something worth aspiring to. So I'm not vegan or at least not yet. 
all i'm saying is that your body is more suited for a plant-based diet and you should consider cutting down red meat it's pretty much my job to tell you what to do and i'll leave you to make the choices you know it's interesting how a lot of people in their 50s and 60s are told to cut down on red meat and i'm like why the answer is usually oh for the sake of their heart you know most meats have saturated fat cholesterol and things like that then my follow-up question is always this if those things aren't that beneficial for people that are my dad's age what makes it good for me then think about it i still feel like i should dwell more on this so let me add that meat is really not evil i'm not demonizing meat animal products are good okay maybe not necessarily really good they are okay and they do have amazing nutritional benefits they contain proteins of high biological value proteins that have all the essential amino acids and nutrition as a science has really popularized them such that when most people think of protein they instantly think of meat fish eggs milk and then maybe just beans but there's overwhelming scientific evidence to show that our meat loving culture is probably doing us more harm than good so all i can say is go easy on meat okay moving on before you stop listening to me <laughs> it is important to take stock of those things that may be good for you but that can become bad if you love them too much i feel like talking about alcohol for a bit maybe a little and then i'll be done for this episode see there's absolutely nothing wrong with alcohol i feel like pausing for like 10 more seconds to create more suspense because i'm sure you're expecting a but or for me to balance that statement but i won't i know alcohol has been demonized and i totally understand the sentiment behind that but taking alcohol say good old red wine will not kill you at least not the first time you take it or the second or the third or even the 20th time it's really the frequency of consumption as well as the quantity consumed that will kill you let that sink in drinking occasionally or like some people call it being a social drinker though i consider that a very vague term but basically drinking on occasion say once or twice every few months will not kill you does that mean you shouldn't quit drinking or that you should become a teetotaler like myself that's someone that completely abstains from such stuff well that's up to you <laughs> i'm not going to live your life for you as a nutritionist however i will tell you that it is in your best interest to keep the bottle away completely i wouldn't tell you to flirt with something that can become addictive if you're not careful but if you got it under control a few sips of some good wine to celebrate a promotion at work or at a wedding will not hurt but you should know that doctors, nutritionists, nurses, health professionals generally will always advise that non-drinkers should continue their avoidance of alcohol. While they will also tell drinkers, especially frequent ones, to reduce their intake of alcohol or to stop if they can. And yes, they can. If you ask me, I'll say there's a fine line between knowing what to quit and knowing what to reduce and that line is usually drawn by you you get to choose i know people who in a bit to lose weight didn't just limit or reduce certain foods they went all the way and they had pretty amazing results 
this holds one fundamental lesson which is what i am trying to get across to you that it is always best to go all the way when it comes to improving your health it is best to go the full length by making the right health choices at all times remember you've got only one body and that body is your first home if you don't take care of it where are you gonna live that's it for this episode thank you so much for listening don't forget to follow me on instagram at i am godwin ebook all joined together that's at i am godwin ebook slide into my dm ask your questions if there's something you'd like me to address in a future episode let me know and i will see what i can do about it stay healthy